Um, speaking of the sky's the limit, we saw the limit be the sky last year for this man who joins us here. And by the way, that was what you need to know, presented by Morongo. Play it safe, good times. Our friend Frank Vogel, champion head coach of your Los Angeles Lakers, joins us here as they are getting ready to embark upon another season. And uh, Frank, first of all, uh, we ha I know we spoke to you shortly after winning the championship, so extra congratulations again. Hope Thanksgiving was great for you and the family, uh, as great as it can be uh, during this time. But what does it sound like in your head now, now that it is, uh, you have been a champion for a while, when you hear the words, champion head coach Frank Vogel? How does that hit you? <laughs> it's, uh, it's definitely very, very humbling, uh, and it's, it's good to talk to you guys. Um, but you know, it's, you know, the off season's, uh, past this now and it's, it's time to get on to this next season. I'm eager for this next challenge. Now, coach, last time we chit chatted with you, I was encouraging you to like, you know, brag a little bit with your chest out, but you hadn't <laughs> finished the job. So I understood the hesitation. <laughs> but now that the job is finished, can we get a little bit? I told you so. What y'all say, haters? What? How you like me now? Can we get just a little bit of it? I mean, to LZ's I like point, how it sounds when you're saying it more than when I'm saying it. <laughs> wait, no, wait, wait. No, I get it. I get it, Frank. But to LZ's point, there was a lot of noise around your team, right? It's fair to say that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess there was, but, you know, it, that, that's all noise. And, you know, in this business, if you're any good, you don't let any noise bother you. You know, you really don't pay any attention to it. You know, you're, you know you're committed to, uh, to winning at the highest level and doing everything you can to be great at what you do. And, um, you know, that was my mindset all year. That was uh, most of our whole team's mindset, and that's why we were able to get the job done. I really wish you had just a little bit more Kanye in you, but I understand <laughs> <laughs> just a smidge hey, more you know? a couple more you know maybe i'll loosen up a little bit there you go that's there what i like go, to there hear there we go well it's funny frank before we even get to basketball i was telling lz uh, you and i've spoken you know many times over the years here and i, I was telling lz about your uh, exploits spinning a basketball on a toothbrush on the david letterman show he had no idea he'd never seen uh the youtube clips of you doing that oh yeah well that's something i'll brag on for sure yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. That, well, that was, you know, I had a lot of free time as a kid and, you know, I'm trying to be creative with the basketball, stumbled upon some fun tricks and, um, you know, found myself on the David Letterman show. I had no idea the scope of it back at the time, but, um, you know, something that's, uh, you know, been fun to talk about uh, throughout my whole journey here. Uh Coach, now that you are a championship coach and now you begin the job of trying to defend that championship, my question to you is what do you think is the biggest obstacle for you guys repeating? Well, it's tough to say, LZ. There's, there's really a bunch. You know what I mean? Um, first of all, you're dealing with the shortest offseason in, in league history. Uh, for our guys and for the Miami Heat and, uh, you know, making sure that our players have the right time to, uh, to recover and have their bodies recover and mentally for them to, rec to recover and get ready for another season. That's, that's one of them. I think the bullseye uh, becomes uh, bigger than ever in terms of uh, every team in the league is going to be circling the game against the Lakers uh, as their, their biggest game of the year. And, um, you know, that'll create an, a, another challenge. Um, 
the the new protocols, the the fact that we're going to be entering our first season in the pandemic outside of the bubble uh, creates a whole other set of protocols. We could have guys in and out of the lineup um, all the time, all year long, whether it's uh, for a positive test or close uh, exposure to someone that tested positive. Um, you know, it's it's definitely going to be a, a more challenging thing. And, you know, everybody uh, that I've, I've talked to about repeating says the number one thing you have to understand is that the, the second time through is going to be a lot harder than the first time through. And, um, you know, I think our guys have the right perspective on that. Well, Who did you talk to I'm... about repeating? You said the people you talked to about repeating. Who did you talk to about it? No, just uh, Jason Kidd for one, um, LeBron, um, you know, just just everybody that's, um, you know, that's that's been a part of of sports and been a, been a part of those. I would say those two guys come to my mind first, but um, you know, that's it's sort of a, you know, a general, um, you know, a general knowledge of of what it's like to repeat. I mean, it's just harder the second time through. Everybody's done it for you. Yeah, you go from the uh, hunters to the hunted, sure, no question about it. Frank Vogel, head coach of your Los Angeles Lakers, with us here on Sedano and LZ on 710 ESPN. So, you know, you mentioned just kind of like having those conversations and whatnot. What have those conversations been like? I mean, you've got a mostly veteran group, even though you've got some new pieces uh, to the puzzle that we can discuss in a moment, but... What have those conversations, if any, uh, that you've had been like about the challenges of this particular season? Well, they've, they've been just that, you know. Um, it starts with understanding that, that the, the second time through is going to be harder. And, uh, you know, like Jason Kidd and I have had extensive conversations about, um, you know, about what it's like. And it's all those things we just mentioned. You know, the big the bullseye's uh, tougher. You played longer than everybody else last year, so your guys are more fatigued. There's there's more of a, um, you know, uh, a feeling good about yourself uh, as opposed to coming in, uh, you know, with, with the edge, you know, like a team that just uh, fell short. You know what I mean? So you've got to recreate that hunger, and, and you've got to be – uh, more hungry, they're hungry than the, the teams that that didn't achieve this goal, and um, you know, so there's there's a lot of challenges involved with it. When the NBA season was released, what was the one thing you were most concerned about scheduling wise? Uh, well, probably how soon everything was was starting. You know, like I said, it's important for guys uh, that that grind and play at the intensity level that they play with uh, in the NBA playoffs. Uh, to have some time to to recover mentally and physically, and um, you know, like we said, this is the quickest turnaround uh, in league history, and um, you know, something that we'll have to manage uh, intelligently early on. Now, LeBron had uh, on the shop. He had President Obama on, and they were talking about. Uh, I mean, he jokingly said that he may cherry pick the first half um, because of the quick turnaround. You know, have you had any discussions with him uh, about you know? managing him and his minutes? I mean, you guys did such a great job with that last year. I have. And, um, you know, it's, it's really just going to come down to, to being smart and, um, you know, just uh, getting daily feedback on, uh, on how he's feeling. And, um, you know, we're, we're going to do what's, uh, what's best for the, the marathon. And, um, you know, we don't, we don't know what that's going to look like today at this moment. You know, um, you know we're going we're gonna to prepare like we normally do. Um, he's going to be involved in practice and, uh, you know, look to, to build up uh, to the point where he's ready to play. And, um, you know, we'll continue to, 
literally monitor that day to day, week to week, month to month. Now, shifting gears for a second here, our producer Greg just unveiled some very disturbing information about him. <laughs> um, he doesn't eat beans of any sort. He yeah, just doesn't like beans. When you're looking at your culinary habits, Coach, what's the one quirk you have that when people hear this will be like, really, Frank? Really? Huh. That's interesting. Um, well, well, first of all, are you normal? Do you eat beans like a normal person? Yeah, I'm I'm mostly a normal eater. I, I eat almost everything. You know, I, I'm a big no onions guy. Yeah, you know me too. I, mean? I don't like onions in, in anything. But if you want to go quirky, okay, I will eat onion rings. <laughs> I'm the same Wait, way, Frank. Yeah. I, no, I swear to God, I am the same way. Wait, hold up. You yep. won't eat onions, right? But if it's in the shape of a ring, it's okay. No, it's fried. It's just the fried. It's fried. There's, there's, there's all it is for me. There's a lot of stuff that if you fry it, it tastes pretty good. But anyway, yeah. it doesn't taste good. A hundred percent. I am a million percent with you there. There's no question about it. I will tell. I will not put onions on a burger. But if they throw onion rings on the burger, then that's a different story. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. All right. I'm, I'm not sure what's happening here. It's literally the same thing. No, it's not. I'm with Frank. The fried part of it is different. It's yeah. like saying, I don't eat potatoes, but I love french fries. What the hell? What are you guys talking about? It's different than saying that. It's different than saying that. I agree. It is not the same. I, I'm with Frank on this. See, this is why he's We're a champion up a poll. coach. Yeah. We're putting up we a may poll. Put, we'll put up a Twitter poll after, after Frank's There's more of us out there, George. I'll bet if you put up a poll, I'll bet there's more of us out there that, that agree with this. That, that I, I like. will. Okay, you know what? I will do that here as soon as I ask you this next question, and then hopefully we'll have some early returns before you're done. Um, so let me ask you about a couple of the new guys here that you got on your roster. I don't know if they eat onion rings or onions at all, but uh, I do know that baffled. they can – I do know they can all play. Um, let's start with the guy you um, that first came over via trade, uh, which is Dennis Schroeder. And and look, obviously you've competed against him and whatnot in the past. Like what what stands out to you most about his game that maybe uh, people who watch the NBA would not notice right away? Well, I think I think the first thing you think about is the speed. I mean, he's he's, he's literally one of the fastest, quickest guys in in the entire NBA. And um, he's, he's near impossible to keep in uh, to keep in front of as a defender. Um, we've had a, a number of problems throughout the years trying to play against his teams, uh, both with the the guy guarding him and the, the bigs that come up in pick and rolls trying to trying to move their feet. Uh, he just has that downhill speed that I, I've always called him when we play him. You know, we got to figure out how to how to contain the speeding bullet, right? Because that's that's been my nickname for Dennis Schroeder. Um, but above this, above and beyond the speed, I just love the edge that he plays with. He's one of the nastiest competitors in the game, a guy that you hate playing against. And you, and you actually hate him, you know, when you're playing against him. But then when you get him on your team, you're like, I'm so glad I got that guy on my team now. Like, you know, the t his teammates are going to love him here. And the rest of the league will, will be, you know, in that, that category of hating playing against him. So, um, you know, I just love the edge that he plays with. So when you say onion rings, do you mean like the whole stack of onion rings or like just one or two? What are you talking about? I'll eat a whole bunch of onion rings. I know. I know. Yeah. So I you would literally eat it. You could literally then eat an entire onion, but then look at me and tell me you don't like onions. Correct. This is, this is 100%. You're perceiving this the right way. 
right. So, like, like right. Frank, do you have a Habit Burger near you? I do, yeah. Yeah, I love their onion rings. I got one near me, too. Yeah, I like most onion rings. Yeah. Get, get onion rings at a steakhouse. They oh, that's like true. Onion. The big ones. Yeah, yeah. And they're not as bready. Right, yeah. I'm with you. That's a great call. He's right. I'm sitting here, and I'm just baffled. I'm like... Two people who claim they don't like onions are complete onion ring connoisseurs. Yeah, it's yeah. okay. Do you it's listen? Sure, it's it, normal. Let me it's ask you this, normal. LZ. <laughs> LZ, do, you, you, you like wine? I do like wine. Do you like every kind of wine? Do you like red Zinfandel uh, or something like that? If you pour it in my glass, I'm probably going to drink okay, it. Okay, well, whatever. I don't like red <laughs> Zinfandel, but I like Cabernet. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, you know, it's the wine. All right, fine, fine. All right, I guess we'll ask another basketball question. Go ahead. Ask weird, him someone about someone else. That's weird on onion ring people. Yes. Very, yeah. very disturbing. Yeah. Um, were you taken aback at all by Schroeder's comments about starting? Oh, no, not at all. Uh, we, so we he's going this. to start. Um, he, he, well, he sees himself like a starter-level player, and, and so do I. He, and he absolutely is a starter-level player. Um, you know, where whether we, we end up, Doing that to, to begin the season is still to be determined, um, but he's he's definitely going to be one of our most important players. And um, you know, I, I, to me, that just shows the confidence that he has in himself, and that's what we love about Dennis Schroeder. You know that he he has that edge and confidence in himself that uh, that you know that is necessary, quite frankly, to go out and, and kick people's butt the way he's he's done over the last few years. Uh, by the way, Frank, I have put up the poll. I will tell you the results when we're done here. But uh, the early returns are 50-50. 50% of the audience is with us. 50% thinks we're weirdos. But we'll we'll discuss later. Um, so Frank Vogel, head coach at your Los Angeles Lakers with us here. Um, all right, your in-city rival uh, is obviously a team you'll compete against again to begin the season. But you guys stole one of their best players. Uh, what was your reaction to that particular signing in real time well i'm a huge montrez harrell fan you know so for us to be able to add a player like that um someone that, that we we really thought was going to make a lot more money uh than than what he signed uh with us for um you know that's that's just some sometimes in this league you know a great player just falls into your lap and you, that you didn't think you were going to have uh, the ability to get because of your cap situation or whatnot and um, you know, for us to be able to uh, to bring him in here, um, you know, really is just something I'm I'm very excited about because, you know, like we said about Schroeder, he's a, he's a nasty competitor too, <laughs> and uh, you know, just physical and and he's just a winning player. So I mean, we've we've added some really good pieces, um, you know, to our ball club that that was already obviously very good and good enough to win a championship last year. And you know, if if the second year is harder. You know, it's necessary to try to get better and not just come back uh, complacent and as is. So, you know, I just love what uh, what those two guys bring to the table from an edge standpoint. Speaking of edge, um, where do you see Kyle Kuzma in your rotation now? Uh, again, Kuzma is one of our most important players. You know, another starter-level player uh, that, that we may look at in the starting lineup. Um, obviously, uh, Danny Green is not here. We've traded him. Um, we brought in Schroeder. We brought in Wes Matthews. We, Alex Crusoe started in, in the playoffs last year. Uh, Kyle Kuzma started some games for us last year, and, and he's definitely a starter-level player. So, um, you know, these are all the, the answers that will reveal themselves uh, as we get into camp. 
Um, but but the the biggest answer to the question is he's one of our most important players. We don't win a championship without Kyle Kuzma last year, and I don't believe we can win a championship without Kyle Kuzma this year. So, um, you know, what what whether they come into the game as uh, off the bench or as a starter uh, is less important to me. I just know that he's one of our most important players. Frank because Vogel, of all of the uh, ahead, just Elsa. quick follow up because of all of the rumors about him uh, possibly being traded, have you had to go to him? to kind of help him navigate through these rumors, or do you just sort of allow him to just work with his own team through that process? No, I mean, we're always communicating uh, with our guys, um, but most, most of the guys in this league, they understand rumors are just rumors. You know, if something ever gets to become real, if there's any, ever any real interest, uh, Rob Plink will communicate with that with the player. Um, but it's never come to that point with, with Kuz. We don't, we don't want to... Uh, look to move Kuz. We, we think Kuz is a, a necessary ingredient for us to uh, win another championship. So, like I said, he's one of our most important players. And um, you know, if, if, if anything were ever to come close with a player, you know, at that point you communicate with them. But otherwise, you know, these guys know the business, and rumors are just rumors. So we had Jared Dudley on yesterday, and uh, we asked him about uh, a million things. And you know, he's he's great in your locker room, obviously. But we asked him how he celebrated. He talked about how him and the guys, you know, they went uh, all masked up to Vegas or whatever for a few days and whatever. How did you celebrate, Frank? Like, how did you take it all in once you finally got back home and were able to see your family after all that time, uh, you know, away from them and whatnot? What what was it like for you? when you could kind of decompress and celebrate? Did you eat a plate of onion well, rings? <laughs> you know, I think there might have been some onion rings in there at some point. Uh, I'm not 100% sure. <laughs> uh, I celebrated very differently than I would have celebrated had it not been a pandemic. Right. I'll, I'll start by saying that. Um, most of it, I think actually all of it was just, uh, just with my family. You know, um, my wife and I took a trip. Uh, you know, to a, to a beach somewhere. We won't get into all that, but we, we took a trip together, which was fantastic. And um, the four of us, my two daughters and my wife and I, went out to some fun dinners uh, here in town, um, you know, to basically say, hey, this is, we, we can't really celebrate with a party or anything like that, so this is our celebration. And we, we had some, uh, we had a lot of fun, just the four of us, you know, so... Um, you know, I really appreciated that part, but it would be different, obviously, if, uh, if it wasn't a pandemic. We also did some FaceTime, uh, you know, FaceTime parties with some of my family back east. Nice. That's pretty awesome, awesome. man. Now, now, let me ask you this. One last thing, and then I will update you on the poll about onion rings before we let you go. And we appreciate uh, you taking the time to uh, not only answer our basketball questions, but, of course, our nonsense, as always. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so... What does it mean? Like you, you look, you know this game, right? Like you, you, you've been involved in this sport for a long time. You know, you've worked for a lot of great coaches. You've worked at a lot of cool organizations and great organizations. But it's different with this one. Like I think that I look at them as the crown jewel of the NBA, the Lakers. And what does it mean for you to be part of the group that brought this team back to prominence? Well, it means the world to me. You know, it's a great source of pride to me. Um, you know, to be a part of this, this championship. And, you know, especially from where the Lakers have been, uh, you know, in terms of not having won a championship in 10 years, you know, and not being in the playoffs for the last six years, um, you know, to be able to be a part of the group that uh, got us back on top 
uh, is a great source of pride uh, for me. And, and like you said, you know, the Lakers are the crown jewel franchise in the NBA. You know, it's a, it's a destination for, for all free agents, and uh, everybody wants to play here. And, um, you know, the history is, is only matched with the, the Boston Celtics in terms of number, champ, number of championships won. And, um, you know, we're hoping to change that this year, actually. But <laughs> um, it is a great source of pride just to be able to, uh, to be part of this group here with the Lakers. Well, you're one of the great guys in this sport, and, and we love having you on, and, you know, you're always so gracious with your time. And here's the poll on the way out. You ready? It was, uh, you know, only <laughs> okay. a couple of minutes, eight minutes uh, that's been up there. So I phrased it this way. So Frank Volga and I both discussed we don't like onions, but love onion rings. How many of you are on board with us? And the answers are, I'm with you, or you guys are weird, okay? And <laughs> yep. it's, it's not so bad, Frank. 59% think we're weird, but 41% of the audience is with us. So I feel like that's better than where I thought it was going to be. Oh, that's disappointing. I would have gone the other way. I think you just got to only choose the people that don't like onions. Like, if you only, like, uh, you know, use that group right there, then I'll bet of all those people, I'll bet there's more than 50% like onion rings. Coach, coach, coach. I know it's going around, but we're not doing any sort of overturning of any elections. Right now, it's been the people have spoken. Stop yes, trying to this, bob and weave. Yeah, this has been certified, Frank. That's that's where we're at here. So I think uh, there's fraud involved here. There must be some fraud involved. <laughs> Frank Vogel, head coach of your Los Angeles Lakers, world champion, Frank Vogel. Uh, Frank, always a pleasure, man. Thanks for making time for us. Happy holidays if we don't talk to you before then. Good talking to you guys. Thank Take you, care. Sir. There he is, Frank Vogel with us here. Always fun, LZ, to talk to Coach. That was a, a fun time. Absolutely. Um, I was not expecting the onion ring answer. I'm but it was great. It was great. And that's that's the stuff that you and I uh, tend to do to people. So, like, we, uh, we have fun, weird conversations with them. Uh, coming up next, speaking of weird, things are getting weird with the Raiders. We'll tell you why in just a moment. Stick around. We are back in four and a half minutes on 710 ESPN.